He rolled the blade in his palm, forwards and back, forwards and back. What a pity. Boy lifted his chin and stared at the moving knife. The jagged tip was rusty with old blood, and he knew it wasn't bravery that kept him silent. Right at this moment, he wished he could make any sound at all, but he couldn't. Well, it's lucky for you. I don't need your voice. The knife stopped moving. I assume you've heard of the Wormwell auction. Cautiously, Boy nodded. Everyone in Edinburgh knew about the auction. Walter Wormwell owned the Royal Number One Menagerie, the most famous travelling show in the country. But two weeks ago, he'd been found lying in his study, as dead and cold as his untouched chicken supper. According to gossip, he'd left behind a large collection of zoological animals and an even larger collection of debt. Tomorrow, the entire menagerie was being sold to settle those bills. What Boy didn't understand was Scatchard's interest. Why would the king bother with a penniless bankrupt like Wormwell? Or an auction of zoo animals? It made no sense. Two days before he died, Wormwell stole money from me. A great deal of money. Naturally, I want it back. And you are going to get it for me. Boy swallowed, trying to sort through the significance. A part of him was relieved. He was going to be allowed to walk out of here alive. This time there would be no punishment. No pain. I've already had his house searched. Nothing. Not even a penny under the floorboards. The menagerie is the only place left. Of course, I'd prefer to go to the auction myself, but the police are sniffing around, so I've decided to send you. Scatchard's lips twisted into a smile. My pet thief. Boy flinched. How could he find a missing fortune when the Brotherhood had failed? And what would he be looking for? Coins? Bank papers? Gold? It had every sign of being a fool's errand. My men will get you inside the pavilion. Scatchard jerked his head at the two thugs standing on either side of the doorway. From there, you're on your own. Keep your eyes and ears open. One well had that money, and there has to be a trace somewhere. And remember... Boy waited, heart tripping. Scatchard raised the knife and gently trailed it along Boy's arm. It stopped at his wrist, just above the ugly tangle of scars. The last time I asked you for a favour, you let me down. This is your chance to make it up to me. Abruptly, Scatchard's fist twisted and the blade sliced through skin. Boy clenched his teeth against the pain. And if you fail... Just imagine what I will do to you. Boy, hung by his fingertips from the top of the high stone wall, feeling the strain through every muscle. He closed his eyes and let go. His landing was clumsy, but silent. Finally, he was inside the auction ground. On the other side of the wall, he heard Scatchard's thugs muttering to themselves, then their heavy footsteps as they walked away. They'd done their job. Now it was up to him.
And if you fail, just imagine what I will do to you. Scatcherd's words chased through his head like night shadows. He rubbed his wrist and felt the old scars beneath his fingers. He didn't need to imagine what would happen if he failed. He already knew. But there was no need to panic. He was good at this. Faster, smarter, better than anyone else. And the truth was that in this crush, no one would even notice a pickpocket. They were too busy staring at one of the strangest sights Edinburgh had ever seen. Two leopards, some tigers, one battered baboon, and a handful of camels trudged around Waverley Pavilion. Then came a line of antelope, two hyenas, one spotted, one striped, and a golden lioness whose tail swished as she walked. Boy had never seen anything like them before. Animals that weren't cats, dogs.